Hello and welcome to Everyday People. Tuesdays at two, I guess. I have six episodes that I'm hoping to publish once every week on Tuesdays. So please do keep an eye on this channel wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please do leave a comment below saying hi. That's all I need—a hi from you to know that you watched. Today's interview is with Vanita Rangarajan. She's a friend of mine, and she will introduce herself as always, as all guests do on Everyday People, right now. Hello and welcome back to Everyday People, uh, Vanita Rangarajan, who's been here before, but only in text format. Now for the first time doing the podcast interview. Uh, welcome. How are you doing this morning? Super sleepy, but super excited to be here, Vibha. Yeah. For for the record, anybody who's listening, we are recording this at nine thirty in the morning. So yeah, but Sunday you're allowed to sleep in. So yeah. Uh my first question always to my guest is who are you what do you do and what is your current side project All right okay um who am I I'm somebody who thinks that um, anything that I want to do anything that I do I should be able to leave it a little better than the last the way that I found it Mhm that is how I would describe myself and that means people projects anything But I like it to leave it a little better than how I found it. Um, what I do on an everyday basis, I'm a mother of two children. One of them just became a teenager, so that is a whole different ball game for me right now. Congratulations! <laughs> uh, I I'm an avid reader. In the last couple of months, I uh, recently quit, so I'm in between jobs at this point. So I would call myself. a traditional housewife mm-hmm. at this starting point my side project seems to be my main project these days which is um i've been forever wanting to write a book i've just picked up momentum on it very And nice somewhere there i'll say probably 20% ooh get there wonderful 20% is huge progress because most people don't even get to 1% Oh yeah, twenty percent. But for like an overachiever in my head who thinks that this should have been done by now, I gave myself like three months, and we're all only down to two. Mm-hmm. I keep telling myself, oh, we have to pick up momentum on this, but it's what it is. So, so you said you're a traditional housewife now, but let's be clear, you've had a very long career already. Uh, I think twelve years in Oracle, and then another two years in your next company. I actually did sixteen uh, in Oracle. Sixteen, wow! Months in a company called SaaS Labs, I quit. Um, I I think it was July mm-hmm. that I last worked at SaaS Labs. So it's been about two and a half months now. I'm waiting excitedly to be able to tell you about my next, but that'll take a bit. And what was your profile in both these companies, in Oracle and in SaaS Labs? So at Oracle, I was in customer support. I took care of product support for a HR product called PeopleSoft. Mm-hmm. I did a complete shift and tried something crazy at that startup where I worked for nine months, which was a full-time HR role. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to go going back to um, the Oracle products and consulting with them and things like that itself currently. And you recently uh, completed a new certification, right? Oh yes, uh, it's called yeah. It's just one of those other products in Oracle that sells well. So just upskilling there while I'm being the housewife, looking out for my next big opportunity. 
So, any part- particular reason why you changed after 16 years at Oracle? Like, uh, obviously, it's not easy. Plus, you were a mother of two. Uh, where was your head at when you when you changed jobs? When I was changing jobs, uh, there was this big boulder lifted off my shoulder in terms of a financial commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was investing in a house in Chennai for the longest time that I've known since I was working. And I just finished my house loan. So that meant I was financially free to experiment whatever I wanted to do. And I was thinking I'm so good with people. I feel I might fit very well in a full-time HR role. Mm -hmm. And I would never know how I do it like until I actually take that risk and plunge, which is what I did right after. I actually had to take a break from um, Oracle because I was nursing somebody with a terminal agent in my house. I couldn't afford to juggle. They needed like full-time attention for three months. Mm-hmm. So that's why I quit Oracle. But then when I started looking back for opportunities, I didn't quite go back to product support. I was trying out something different. I had the luxury to do it, but I've, rea- I've realized that maybe I'm not really cut for it like I think it is. I, I was expecting something else and then... Um, you know, it was a whole different something. So I'm just good at where I was before and that's what I'm looking into. You also spent a significant amount of time in Toastmasters. What's your involvement with Toastmasters right now? I am super active at the club level, which is... Um, no, actually, I've come down a lot. Um, I don't do any meetings anymore. I do individual mentoring for uh, folks, mm-hmm. mostly on the leadership front. And then uh, wherever I get like a training opportunity, I've been like extensively training, not just inside of that uh, location where we are from, like it's called District 121, but just neighboring anywhere else at all. Um, just very actively serving whomever asks for help in Toastmasters. That's that's what I would uh, call myself right now. My active are two clubs still. Um, one community club and an advanced club. So I'm a regular at both the clubs. Yeah. So for those people who don't know what Toastmasters is, how would you introduce it to them? Alright, so Toastmasters is this platform where you come and fail. Amazing. A platform where you come and experiment. A platform where you come and um, do all things so that you can go out elsewhere and be more successful at it because you've tried and tested it somewhere else. That's my platform at Toastmasters. I'm a work in progress. I I evolve every day, every meeting and every role that I take at Toastmasters. That's how I explain Toastmasters for you. It's not just public speaking. It's a whole lot of things that you can become a better version of yourself just by being involved in this moment. It's interesting. Nobody is ever describe Toastmasters to me this way everyone starts with it's a public speaking platform it's a public speaking club like system and everything why do you say uh, it's a place where you come and fail because I feel like a lot of times we don't do things because we are perennially very scared of failing Mm -hmm. and the moment you do that somewhere you even see how it goes I think it builds a lot of confidence and Toastmasters for me is a confidence building platform which is why I said it's a great place to, a safe place to come and fail. You won't feel the failure so hard. Yeah. Because it's surrounded with uh, family. Like it gives you that environment, a very supportive, a very positive environment where you will be okay if you didn't succeed. 
so it's interesting like you know this is how i often like used to mentor people i used to tell them you know just go fail on stage once uh one give one bad speech and then you'll realize that you're not going to die after it and you'll be able to give another speech uh because people are not uh, like people don't realize that this fear of speaking and uh, a fear of a, say a, something like a tiger is no different to your body your body doesn't realize it, that it's an audience in front of you or it's a tiger in front of you right okay right. very interesting in fact it's it's what i tell uh, everyone that that fear is very real even for a motivational speaker or you know somebody who's been there done that a TEDx speaker or whatever that fear those few seconds when you step on a stage whatever happens is pretty same for everyone uh no matter irrespective of your speaking level but it's what you do with that fear and how you control that or how you tame it is what makes that difference and only practice gives you that and here's like some place that i found that i could practice hmm. uh let's talk about your side project you said that you're writing a book uh are you in a position where you can tell us more about it or is that secret for now i don't want to give too many details but it's um uh, it's just like a very small something that i started doing with my children this was before the pandemic uh, when my daughter was going to school mm-hmm. i used to kind of miss her during the day and i wanted her to think about me during her day mm-hmm. and know that i i am always going to be around so i started writing uh, what i call as love notes for her mm-hmm. and every day with like a pack lunch there would also be like a note and i started talking to her about various things a day it would be about kindness a day it would be about a transgender that we saw at a um, you know a traffic signal just random things sports competition things that were related to her and things that were related to me um so this book that i'm writing right now is just a collection of my love notes Uh, and then eventually i had like the other one that started reading as well so she wanted her share of love notes so it's basically just um, things that a mom would want to talk talk about to toddlers and pre pre-kids as 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 they would like to call themselves not really teenage kids but you know somewhere there and just how you can look at life is sort of what this is going to be it's still like i said it's just shaping up so i don't know how this will be i, I don't have like a a great format or something else but it's pretty much mommy's love letters to her two daughters and you're planning to publish it yes it's a birthday special for my teenage daughter amazing all the best with that so yeah, uh some time in hand um but yeah like i have to start somewhere right so i, I do have some time but let's see i'm i'm going to put you on the spot like i recently published a story that you and i discussed briefly did you go back and listen to it yes twice twice really yeah. uh because I, i was actually explaining to them how well you can say a story a storytelling is like a whole different gamut so when i started talking to the kids about it i was just saying like in, i was asking them to identify number of characters that they could find this thing mm-hmm. just the voice and so that was the activity uh, what was their feedback to the story they were like, it, it looks like as though we are in a harry potter se- uh, season or whatever sequence or something and i i think i think did the trick for them because they're huge harry potter fans amazing I, see this is the kind of feedback that i desperately crave that i sometimes don't get uh i am home here at the big uh so, celebrity here 
Okay, so um, between you know your job at the time, now of course you have some time. Your side project, being a mother, and and Toastmasters. There's a lot of things that you are doing or you were doing. I always like the point of this show is to talk about why people do the things they do, right? Like what drives people to do more than the bare minimum. What drives you to do so many different things and like um, actually try and invest time, energy, and effort into some creating something new or or creating a space for others to thrive? Why do you think you are doing more than the bare minimum? First of all, I feel like it's very possible to do more than bare minimum. The bare minimum is something that we define for ourselves, right? Mm. Um, but I feel like my whole last two decades, or I'll definitely say the last 10 years for sure, has been constantly about finding my purpose. Mm. I've been trying to do a lot of different things only because I'm thinking that while I'm doing this, let me see if this is what I want to do when it's you know all quiet and calm and is this something that i will look forward to when i'm 50 or 60 mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that i want to build and do so finding my purpose has been the single reason why i've been trying my hand at too many things mm-hmm. and seeing which one i will arrive at and the one that will make me get up and not sulk and just look forward to um i've had like situations where there were times at work where i did not feel comfortable just waking up and getting to work was not a good um, experience for me. I think I was going through depression at that time. And it, it took a while for me to even realize that I was I was there. So that's the kind of thing that I want for myself where I will wake up and feel great about whatever it is that I'm going to be doing that day. So I'm in the process of finding those things for myself. And since there's so many options, we're so spoiled for options, in this current world, I think it's taking a little longer because there's just so much that I could try my hand at. Do you believe in like a singular purpose? Everybody has a singular purpose? Oh, no, I don't. Like, why limit ourselves when we can do more, right? Yeah. No, I don't believe that there is. Uh, for some people, it might work, but I don't believe that we uh, need just one reason to do the things that we do. It could just be multiple reasons that drive us. Amazing. So, um, Obviously, with the amount of experience that you have and with the leadership experience you have, you're in a great position to give advice. Uh, what would be three pieces of advice you would give to somebody who's just starting a career, just fresh out of college and starting a new career? Uh, what would be your three main key things that people should remember? All right. So this is specifically for those who are starting new. Yes. Um, first thing is always be up to date in whatever that you're doing you should know what's the latest what is the the most in thing mm-hmm. and if it's a technology if it's that then there are trends then you just have to be at the top of your game the whole time mm-hmm. and so always look at having this constant learning curve just try and um, be as current as possible is, is my first thing the second thing is do as many things you can fail at to know what you really are good at a lot of times we're just very scared to take the risks in in the first place to even know what we could be capable of doing 
um, as somebody who always was very comfortable with whatever comes at my way and not really like venturing out and seeking, I felt like I lost out on a lot because I was not risk taking. So be a risk taker is my second thing. And for the third thing, build a support system. Okay. It could be a mentor. It could be like your first job, but have like people that you can go to for advice. You don't have to necessarily take them, but at least have that avenue open for yourself, where you can reach out to people and people will be uh, interested in your growth. So build that support system from really young, so that it comes handy when you don't have a job, when you're in the middle of changing careers or something. You always have someone to go to and ask for advice because they've been with you in your journey. Amazing. So now that I look at your three pieces of advice, right? One is about yourself. Do as many things as you can fail at. One is about people around you. Build a support system. And one is about your environment. Always be up to date. You, the people around you, and the space around you. It's a very encompassing... Uh, did you... Do you often find yourself giving this kind of advice? Or is this something that you had to come up with on the fly just because I asked you the question? Oh, not at all. This is literally how I am and what I speak to people about and what I do. So this is just, this is as extempore as it can get, but it's also ingrained, I guess. Hmm. I do this, I, I have to walk the talk. So I can't be telling you things and telling people not to fail, right? Like, so it's, yeah, it's, it's literally what I tell people. And the other thing that I've learned, like, this is very recent uh, in the last couple of years, that it's okay. It will not be the end of the world. <laughs> my biggest thing to say, like, no matter what shitty position you are in, trust me, it's going to be okay. Like, I mean, when you hit rock bottom, the only way is up, right? Like, so something like that. That's something that I constantly tell, not just myself, but just anyone. If you're, like, in a deep, deep, deep thing, know that things will get better. And... Just having that positive attitude can make a lot of difference for you. Amazing. So we've actually sped through the interview uh, because I generally ask five questions, right? And I've um, in those five questions can take anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. We've managed to do it in 17 here. It's a very Toastmaster thing, very mindful of the answers that I give. It has to be less than two minutes, make absolute sense, have a structure. I think it's a very Toastmaster thing there. So I'll 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 make up questions now, and we are now off script entirely. Uh, okay. But I didn't know you have a script in the first place. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm just making notes on what you say. That's all. Oh, okay. But yeah. but having done 125 interviews or so, like yes, you know, you you pick up that yeah. format. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the format is, right? The first question you heard, which was, who are you? What do you do? What is your side project? Second question is diving deeper into your work. Third question is diving deeper into your side project. Fourth is the advice. Fifth is the advertisement where you can sell things. So this is the format that I follow. But often guests will throw me for a loop and you have to adjust around it. It works very well in the text interview. It doesn't work as well in the sort of spoken interview. But... Uh, master experience at Dragons and Dungeons will be helping you with this one. All also. of it, yeah, yeah. Everything is just improvising and going with the flow. So, so I introduced Dungeons and Dragons to you a couple of days ago. Uh, what was your experience just like uh, seeing something new? What was your first impression of the hobby, that like of the game? So it's fantasy and storytelling. Yeah. How much more awesome can it be i feel like sometimes i would get too pulled into it but sometimes it might just um it, it actually depends on the group that you play with i feel like it is yeah very much about the group that you play with. 
yeah, uh, depend, depending on the rest of the characters that you sit on a table. And, but I was just very fascinated and I was thinking, wow, like I could literally go into a whole world of my own and just be completely cut off from the real, real world and that was a great thing. Sometimes we need that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to introduce the game to your daughter's VNS. Yeah. And I'm not going to say... That's, that's how this whole conversation came up with them about the storytelling and how storytelling is just not uh, coming here and narrating like a plot. But I was talking to them about vocal variety and that's when this came up. They are all set for it for uh, post their exams. Yeah. When are the exams ending? Remind me. 19th you said, right? Yes. Okay. Today is the first. So 18 days. Oh, enough time to prepare for it. <laughs> So, um, last question then in that case, uh, do you have anything that you want to say directly to the audience? Now, it can be an advertisement for something you're selling, or if you have nothing to sell, it can be a movie recommendation, a book recommendation, uh, a music recommendation, or even just like a really nice quote that you got, that you heard from somebody. Well, I actually have a couple of things that I want to Please. Um, mention. The first thing is a book recommendation, alright? I am um, currently going through, I have not completed the book. I am going through a book called Multipliers. Okay. And it's the perspective that you bring in into managing a team, how good you are at managing this team. Uh, you could either be that person that enables the others or be that um, diminisher who just completely cuts off growth mm-hmm. in a company while managing it. It's mind-blowing awesome. And it gives me, it, you can put him, pretty much put everyone you know into one bucket or the other with the characteristics that the author has brought in. And I think like it's a must read for everyone. Um, it certainly gave me like a lot of perspective. I used to, I used to consider myself as a multiplier, but I see diminisher uh, traits in me, which I feel now that it's like definitely a work in progress. So it's a great self-evaluation tool if I would call that. That's mm-hmm. one recommendation. The other thing, um, and this is probably for folks who do a lot, who who juggle quite a bit, and this is something for them. Um, a lot of times, and maybe just a slight extra for the women out there, because technically in India, I, I do feel that like the women have like a lot more load on them. Um, exact two same things, but they still like pick up more stuff to do. A lot of times I would, you know, wonder if I'm really doing the juggle properly, whether, you know, I I drive myself crazy, just beating myself to perfection, like, oh my God, I have to get this at Oracle, I have to get this at home, I have to get this at Toastmasters. I was doing like almost full-time roles at Toastmasters a few years ago. And every single night I would come back feeling exhausted in my head because I felt like I was nowhere great in any of these places that I was supposed to be and that used to take a huge toll on me mentally. And then I, this is just something that really works for me. I don't try to be perfect everywhere all the time. On the day that I am hanging out with family, I'm like the best, the perfect uh, wife, the perfect mother, but I'm a zero Toastmaster on that day and I'm a zero employee for the company that I'm working. My 100% is there and I'm trying to excel, I'm making memories, I'm forcing my kids to stand for photos, yes, it's a thing in the house, but you get it, right? Like I I completely make myself there and I'm okay to be that best only there. And the same thing with 
um, you know, if I'm like a postmaster event, I have no idea how my children, you know, like, is their hair combed, are they eating okay? I just know they'll be alive, otherwise I'll get like a phone call, but that's okay for me on that day. Because I'm out somewhere else and something else needs my attention and I'm giving it my 100% there. So this whole not needing to be 100% everywhere all the time has been something that has gotten me to do things and be okay to juggle. Of course, it, it needs a lot more than that. It requires extensive planning. I kind of plan my entire schedule, let everybody know about my schedule because you, you should know where, where I am at and I'm not reachable or whatever it is. You should know the backups. So it requires a lot of planning and a support system. But I think that that really changed things for me. I started looking out to do more things only because I knew it's okay than nowhere else on that day except that one thing that I've given my 100% to. So that works very well. If there is, if it makes sense to um, your listeners, then maybe that's something that I wanted to do. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much because that makes a lot of sense. It's something I've never considered myself. Um, and it used to be a problem, not as much anymore, you're right. But it used to be a problem where like, you know, you're not fully present where you are, you want, you're worrying about other problems here and there. And that um, it's interesting, I want to share this theory with you, right? So you know how in Toastmasters or in any platform where somebody's captured all your attention, right? We talk about that star factor or that it factor. And we don't know what it is. Like people don't know what they say. We don't know what it is, but he has it. Right? He has something, yes. I really think that is presence. Like in the sense of you are fully present and you are making uh, the current situation your priority. And as a result of you being fully focused on it, you make it better for everyone around you. And I think that's what you've described, not needing to be 100% everywhere all at once. It's a very unique way to describe the same thing. Also, your book recommendation, Multipliers, uh, will be on the screen at the time and is also in the description for anybody who wants to go find it. So this has been amazing, Vanita. I have no more questions for you. We've been talking for about 25 minutes. Did it feel like 25 minutes? No, it didn't. Um, It feels like a good chai time conversation with you yeah we should have had tea with us for this breakfast morning yeah but i literally just woke up and logged in so hmm. anything you're looking forward to in the coming few weeks um yes i i see like a shift in the energies around me so i'm looking for positive things to happen but here's the fun part irrespective of whether it happens or not i'm already looking forward to seeing how many things can get different. So that's keeping me going. I'm trying, I'm going to try my hand at another new thing, but I'll keep that for the next podcast sometime later, all right? Like a whole new thing that I think will do good for me. Um, so, but yes, that's probably for the next one. Amazing. And I'll, I'm sure I'll have you back on the podcast like six, seven months later and we'll see where we are. And then we'll talk about that then. Yes. So uh, I'm going to go talk to my friend now without recording her. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, Bye bye. Say bye, Vanita. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be your everyday people.